0: that's a really important note when you're listening to a show like this what we're talking about may not actually be aligned with your belief system but it's so important to be open to the possibility because that's how we grow the more we're aware of ourselves because awareness is key the less judgmental we become if we're judging others that judgment is actually happening to ourselves first so whatever we're judging others on, yes. we're judging ourselves first. So it has to start with us. Welcome to Soul Sisters Get Real, the show that goes deep in who we really are and why we are really here.
1: We're your hosts, Karen from the States
0: and Lenny from Australia.
1: We've had heartfelt conversations as Soul Sisters for years, and we're ready to share
0: our truths, stories, and life lessons with you and to inspire you to connect to your truest essence, which resides deep within your soul. There'll be tears, there'll be laughter, and there'll be no holding back. So sit back, relax, and let's get real about the things that truly matter. Hello, beautiful people. I'm so excited about this week's episode with my soul sister, Karen. We're going to be talking about belief systems and why it's so important important to be flexible with what we believe and then we're going to be giving examples of our own personal life of quite a few important things that in the past we believed to be true but we now no longer believe to be true and how this has actually assisted our spiritual expansion and evolution. Hi Kara! I'm excited for this chat.
1: I know, that's going to be a good one. So we were talking about, you know, what it is that we could authentically share with you about our lives and something that you can think about also for your life. What I would challenge you to do as you listen to this is think about in your own life also 10 years ago, where you were and who you were. And I don't mean physically where you were. I mean what your belief systems were and who you were at the time and how you have evolved to today. An example is one of the things I was thinking about is that I, when I think about myself, even 10 years ago was incredibly judgmental. There were things that if someone wasn't like me, I didn't think it was okay. I was judgmental around um, people's ways of being. And so in the last 10 years, ever since Josh, my son, Josh died, I have opened up in so many ways. And when I started opening up spiritually, for me, the judgmental piece was this big aha moment of I didn't consider myself judgmental, like truly didn't consider myself judgmental. Yet when I looked at it, I realized that if someone was very different than me, it would be like, that's not okay. Like, that's not okay for my life. And now I'm in a different space since I've opened up spiritually and see the world differently with all of the experience that I've had in the last 10 years, including having the foster girls, having my son die, going through the divorce. Of There's no right and there's no wrong. It's your life and it's your journey. And I love you anyway.
0: What I'm really interested okay. in is um, what... Give us an example of something you judged in the past that you no longer judge.
1: Okay. Give me a moment to think about that. Well, here's an example. And if if this is judgment, but it's also to the point of, if I think about my life in the last 10 years is I was very black and white Um, and things have happened in my life that I have learned never to say never. And one example is my belief in Christianity. And I have a very strong foundation in Christianity. As you know, Jesus Christ is very important forefront in my life. He's on my right side. I have a relationship with him and I love him. And I still have my foundation that I had. And yet my belief system around souls and the spiritual world has opened up, like burst open in a completely different way. And so 10 years ago, I recall one of my really good friends loving the Harry Potter series. And this is almost embarrassing for me to admit. And I was like, nope, nope, not for me. It's witchery. It's wizardry. It doesn't work in my life. Um, I, I don't want anything to do with it. And 10 years later, after going through everything I've went through, I realized that my relationship with Jesus Christ and my relationship with God is my own experience. And if you want to read those books or even that those books aren't, it's it's not how I saw it before, but I was very black and white and very judgmental about anything that was even spiritual when it came to some of our conferences, you know, like, oh, that's not me, that woo-woo stuff, like that's not Christian. Jesus wouldn't like that. And so for me, that was, that was judgmental.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you say that about our conferences, I recall that there was, that was for me too. Not because, oh, that's not Christian, but we used to have three tracks at our conferences, the business track, the therapy track, and the spiritual metaphysical track. And I only presented at the business and therapy track. And I recall thinking, or the people that go to the metaphysical track... They're just like a bit fluffy, a bit woo-woo, and that's not me. So that's a really important note when you're listening to a show like this where we're talking about a lot of different things and what we're talking about may not actually be aligned with your belief system, but it's so important to be open to the possibility because that's how we grow. And when you talk about judgment, I also remember a time when I held a lot of judgment without knowing it as well. That's the thing about judgment is that we don't realize. And in fact, I really believe that this is an ongoing process. Like it's still unraveling in terms of what is it that I'm actually judging. So, for example, when COVID hit, I realized how judgmental I was I didn't realize I thought I, I, I prided myself in being this therapist that was always unbiased because I used to see so many clients with so many different issues but then COVID hit and I found myself judging the people that were against taking the vaccination and of course now I don't see that That way at all. But back then it was like, these people, they just don't understand how important it is. This is science. And I held this view that was so fixed. But the important thing about it was that I saw myself getting angry and I saw myself judging. And as soon as I saw myself judging, I went, oh my God, am I judging? And not only was I judging those people, I was also judging the people that judged. So I was judging the people that (laughs) were, that were judging either side that were so awful to each, to each side. I was judging them. I was like, how can people treat each other like this? And then I realized by being angry at those people, I was also judging them. So I was judging the judges. And so then I understood that what was happening was I was carrying this judgment inside me and I needed to let it go. And that was the beginning of the end for Facebook for me because I just saw this treatment of other humans in a really terrible way and I didn't want to be in that energy, but I had to see myself judging first in order to remove myself from it. So it's interesting that you say judgment. I think judgment is one of those things that it's not like one day you've got it and the next day you don't. It's one of those things that the the more we're aware of ourselves, because awareness is key, the less judgmental we become. And the more we see ourselves judging, even ourselves judging ourselves. As an example, when I stopped myself from forcing myself to go to the gym, because that's another belief I had in the past was that No matter what, I had to go to the gym. No matter what, I had to wake up at 5 06 a.m. and I had to be at the gym by 6 a.m. No excuses, no matter what time I went to bed the night before. So that was a belief that I held that I had to do that. And when I decided that I didn't actually have to do that, that I can actually follow my highest joy and I can live as a free woman in this world, and then I started to see my body change and the judgment from myself to myself was huge. It's like, now look at you, because you haven't gone to the gym. (laughs) Now look at your, your arms, now look at your legs. And it was a real test. And it's still in progress. It's not, I'm not there yet, of looking at my body and just loving it up, loving it up. I did it this morning before I got dressed, like, you know, there was this um, flab around my middle that I never used to have. And it's like, It's okay, you know, I'm still healthy. I walk really fast. I walk really slow. I feel healthy. I feel good. So what as a 55-year-old woman if I'm carrying, you know, this weight? I can love my weight. I can love my extra weight. So they're all belief systems that I've changed as well. So it's not just judgment towards others because this is what I believe about judgment. It's such an important topic that you brought this up. If we're judging others, that judgment is actually happening to ourselves first. So whatever we're judging others yes. on, we're judging ourselves first. So it has to start with us.
1: Yes, you're right. And when it comes to like even the weight, right? If if it's not okay on us, then we think, well, it's not okay on anyone else because we've already judged ourselves around it. It's not good for me, Right uh that is such a great point is when you think about where we judge others many times it's because we haven't accepted it yet in ourselves and so then it's easier to judge others the other part about judgment is you know even when i opened up to the reality of not judging what i know is that as human beings we have a tendency to judge like i can't, i'm not going to say i'm not judgmental ever Because we do like it's sometimes it's an immediate like, I don't like that person or what are they doing? And then it's about pulling back and saying to ourselves, okay, that's not for me to judge. I truly believe with all of my heart that no one ever human being should judge. It's God. God gets to judge. He gets to judge what religion he thinks is right, which is human made anyway, right? He gets to judge if we go to heaven. He gets to judge because there's so much judgment in all these different sects that, you know, this is right and this is wrong. But who are we to say what's right and what's wrong and what we know is truth? Because we aren't the ones to judge. And when I opened up to that concept, it was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Who's to say I'm right or wrong? I'm not going to judge whether
0: that's right or wrong. But to take it one step further, Karen, I, my belief system is that we do not have a judgmental God. Our God is so loving and there is no right or wrong, that there is no hell. There is no bad people that go to a bad place, that these are all experiences that we have on planet Earth to help us grow and to help us evolve and nobody judges, including God. God is the most loving source there is, and it's pure love, and no judgment. Whenever I channel, um, whenever I interview people who channel um, high-dimensional beings, that's one thing they always say is there's no judgment from us. There's no judgment. There's no judgment outside, you know, what we're experiencing here on earth and Any other planets that are also experiencing the same frequency is that we're the ones that hold the judgment. God doesn't judge anybody Mm -hmm. at any time. It's all just a beautiful experience. It's like we're looking at a child who is doing these, you know, little mistakes and is tripping up. Are we going to judge them and say, "Oh, that they're such"? bad children, we're just going to say, oh, how cute. They don't know yet. And that's the way we're seeing in our spiritual evolutions, like how cute humans are, that they're still doing these things as opposed to they're so bad because they're doing these atrocities.
1: That brings me to a point. What I think about is, you know, having my son die and then hearing others that have had their children pass away via suicide. And, you know, at some point, there's guilt and there's all of those feelings around there but my true belief is that that is not right or wrong that is what their soul chose and it it's not any worse than my son dying in a motorcycle accident cuz his soul chose it too and they just decided they didn't want to be in this earth anymore and i know that's a very sensitive subject for some people yet my true belief is that there is no judgment around anyone that decides not to be on this earth anymore. And so if you're listening and you've been through this, I just want to let you know that it is okay. It is okay and it hurts. And I know how much it hurts to lose your child, but it's not any,
0: there's no shame. There's no guilt in it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No judgment with any experience that we have on planet earth. A human mind really, really has difficulty with this because we think certain things are bad or evil and certain things are not. But if we really believe that we are eternal beings, so in any act that people do that is an atrocity, we're not saying it's okay to do that just because it's an experience, not at all, because with the way it works, and in our previous episode, we talked about karmic debt. So have a look at our previous episode with the next thing that I'm going to say here is that if you're actually doing something that would be considered bad, then with the way the universe works, you're, you need to learn that lesson. So you need to probably experience that yourself in order to understand what that feels like. And so the universe balances everything out. So we're not saying it's okay to do what people perceive as bad, but what we're saying is, is that the universe actually will balance it all out and we are eternal. So this is not our only lifetime. And so everything is an experience for the purpose of soul growth and soul expansion.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the whole black and white thing for me has changed a lot. And I don't know if you have any experiences with that, but when I think about it, and I think part of this is the growth and the wisdom as we grow older, But I used to see things a lot in black and white. It's this or that. It's right or wrong. It's um, one or the other. And what I've learned and moved into is we can have both ends. We can make it work in both and situation. And how do we do that? And so then it's about exploring. Like, how does it, how do I make this work along with that? It doesn't mean I have to have one or the other, but how do I get the both ends?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and black and white, that whole concept of black and white goes back to the original theme of this whole episode, which is are you fixed on a specific point of view? Because the more fixed you are on a specific point of view, the more suffering you will have. If you, for instance, believe that when you do just, let's just take a very simple example. Say you are organising a nice night out or day out with your friend. And she's not actually reciprocating. She's not doing it back to you. So your belief is, hang on, I'm doing something for them. She should be doing something for me. So this is like a common theme that people have where they expect that when they do something, the other person does it back. Well, that's black and white thinking. That's thinking that, you know, for you to give, you need to receive. How about you think, well, I only give from my heart and so I don't expect anything back when it's from my heart and that way there's less suffering. When you're stuck to a specific way that it has to be this way, you see so many people offended. Like an example is um, I put on Netflix just recently and I've turned off my membership once again just to check out the latest um, series of um, The Sunset Show. What is it? Uh selling sunset. Because when that series first started, the first series, season one, I I was watching it when no one else was watching it. I loved it because it was all about houses. And I love real estate. And I love watching houses and I love watching luxury homes. It's one of my things that I absolutely love. And I loved it. And the and the relationships between the stars were um sort of background information. It wasn't, it didn't really make the show. It was the houses that made the show. But now they hardly show the houses and it's all about the bitching and the drama between the characters, very low vibe in terms of um, the frequency of that show now. And I, I, I turned on my Netflix membership just to see the last season and, oh, my God, if you want to see black and white thinking, watch that show because you have to look a certain way, you have to behave a certain way. You have to be listened to, but you don't have to listen. People need to behave the way you want them to behave. That is complete black and white thinking. And everybody in that show, no matter how rich they are, they suffer because they expect that people need to behave a certain way. And if we expect that, we're just going to prolong our suffering in this world. When we keep expecting that other people will do what we would do. We just got to let go of that. That's black and white thinking. That's expecting that that person needs to fit into your box. When everybody's unique and everyone does it different and everyone has different values, we need to respect that everyone has different values.
1: Yes. And you made a great point about prolonged suffering and how when we are in that space, it's actually creating suffering in ourselves because we want it to be a certain way. And if it's not, it creates a feeling in us. Whereas if if we open up to, it is what it is. It's okay. And it's not black or white and it's going to be okay. And it's happening for us, not to us. We don't have the same suffering as if we expect it to be a certain way.
0: Totally. Because we let go of the other person doing what we expect them to do. And so then we don't suffer, which takes me to one of the beliefs that I had, which was that I had to be in control. This is a big one for me, like the biggest control freak ever in that I had to control, you know, every situation that it had to go my way. (laughs) And in every area of my life, my personal life, my business life, and letting go of control and stepping into my feminine as opposed to being in the masculine because the masculine energy wants to control, the feminine energy wants to go with the flow and letting go and not being in control, not expecting people to do things a certain way, it's, it's difficult when that's what you've done all your life, when you've held that masculine energy all your life. But I tell you what, when you finally let it go, it's such a relief to be in the feminine of go with the flow. It's one of the things when I first met Christian, my partner, that he said to me, like at the very beginning of a relationship, when I tried to control something, he would say, let it go. Just go with the flow. And it helped me so much. It was a whole jolting of my belief system. How do you feel about control, yeah. Karen?
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that when you say the let it go and go with the flow, something that comes up for me, and I don't know that i recognized it till you were talking about that, is it was very difficult for me for many years to shift gears. When some I expected something to happen, and plans changed, or I wanted something to happen and it didn't happen, ah, oh, I would get so worked up and so frustrated. It's like, oh, it just change is tough for me, or I don't want to change, or I was expecting that, and like that letting go, go with the flow for me was like change is hard for me, like. Changing that up is hard. And I've noticed in the last few years, especially since, you know, all I was been through everything I'd been through, that it is easier for me to let it go and go with the flow and be in the space of like, if plans change, it's okay. Like, there's a million other things to do. If a client doesn't show up, oh, well, I have plenty of things to do on my computer. I can work on my book, I can work on my marketing, right? Whereas I know there's those people that if a client doesn't show up, Oh my gosh, they get so frustrated. And, but it's that like change is okay. Going with the flow is okay. And it's also okay when plans change. What Did you just, used to struggle with the plans
0: changing? Oh my God. Absolutely. I used to struggle with that. It was, it became an, an immediate stress. If, if plans changed all of a sudden, it was like this immediate stress of, oh my God, like now I need to fix this as opposed to, <laughs> now, when plans change, I always hold the belief that it's for my greatest good. Like, for whatever reason, it's for my greatest good. I don't know what it is, but it's for my greatest good and for their greatest good. So any plan can change. And I know that it's meant to be the way it's meant to be because I don't know the big picture. I don't know the higher perspective. I don't know the grand plan. That's that's something that my higher dimensional being knows, but my higher self knows, but my soul knows, but my human self doesn't know. I just know the little, little, little bits and pieces that I string together and then I connect the dots. And so this whole thing about control, you know, another thing that relates to that is that in the past I needed to have a plan for everything and I needed to have goals and I would set my whole calendar for the next year in the previous October. So by this stage, Karim, if this was me 10 years ago, my entire 2024 would have been planned out. I've got a big war calendar. I still have the calendar to put things in, but it's a lot more empty these days, thank God. And I tell you what, I used to feel pride in looking at it and knowing that I've got events all the way through, planned business events, all the way through, masterclasses, retreats, all organized for the entire year. And I felt safe because I, it was all organized. It was all done. I had a schedule and a plan for the future. And now I love seeing the space in my calendar. I love not planning. And as much as possible, I do not plan. I don't put things in the future. Um, I have very few things in my calendar that are things that I need to show up for. And that's that. Gives me so much freedom. It gives me the opposite of what it gave me before. I feel free. Whereas before it was like, I didn't feel free, but I felt safe. So it's turning that around in terms Mm -hmm. of, I feel free and I know that I'm safe. Like you said before, the and. So bringing it back to that, I don't have to be free or safe. I can be free and safe.
1: Yeah, the both and. And then the other point, like you just said, is it's happening for me, not to me. That was a concept I learned maybe four or five years ago. And when I really started thinking about that, like you said, the plans are, there's a greater plan. It's happening for a reason. And anything that happens, like we were supposed to go to Israel last week and I could have been very disappointed in it. And 10 years ago, I probably would have been. And yet I was in the space of like, you know what? Even if we don't get our money back, because we weren't sure with the travel insurance, it's happening for me, not to me. And and it's okay. And there's a whole lot more behind that, right? Like I'm not making light of any of that. But the for me, not to me changed a lot of the way I thought.
0: Yeah. And you got to go to Hawaii, which you had never gone before. And you had this incredible spiritual experience, which you would have had had you got to Israel. And so... You know, what a blessing. We think we control things and we don't. We don't control things. And even in the most simple simple situations or examples, I'll give you an example and I'm putting this example actually. It's one of the examples I've got in my book, which is we were driving um, from Boston to St. Louis. So I had presented at a hypnosis conference in Boston and the next, and I was running a retreat in St. Louis So we were doing a road trip. It was our first road trip. Everything else we had flown from city to city, and it was exciting just to do a road trip. So we were driving, and then there was a detour. So we had to go off the freeway, and there were no roads to to show us, like, where we needed to go. And my husband at the time started to actually get very stressed out because all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't know where he's going. There is no – we're in all these back streets (laughs) in the United States, a country we're not familiar with traveling on the wrong side of the road with the steering wheel on the wrong side of the car. And, and I was like really completely different to him. He was starting to freak out. And I was like, oh, there's an adventure that's about to happen. I'm really excited. The universe has organized something here. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something fun. And I started to get excited. I was like, what are we going to see? What's going to happen? Sure enough, the very next second a Amish buggy went past us. Now I had always been fascinated with the Amish. I had always seen documentaries on them and I wanted to see their communities. So I said to John, my husband, follow him, (laughs) follow the, follow the buggy. And um, we did it a safe, respectable distance. We followed and we followed the buggy all the way to the Amish house. And, even more magic unfolded there. At the house, there were like a number of families. And the Amish don't talk to people. They keep to themselves. But at the front garden, they had a store. And they were selling produce. And they were selling hot pies out of an oven. And oh, my God, Karen, I am not someone who eats fruit pies because it's just not me. I don't like fruit in pies. But I bought because I thought I, this is like amazing. This is a miracle that I'm even here. We would never end up at an Amish house um if the detour didn't happen and i bought a blueberry pie that was the best pie i've had in my life it was so amazing that that was my dinner and the next morning the first thing i did was wake up and have more <laughs> it was so beautiful i got to observe i got to observe how they were living like i couldn't get over that um it was such a hot day and they were wearing very heavy black clothes and the children were barefoot and it was really just like I was somewhere else. It was like I was placed in a different time and space and I just saw the magic around that this is the way people can live and be really happy in a community setting and they make the most amazing pies possible and so that detour gave me the magic that I knew I was going to get. I wasn't stressing out. I was excited. And that's the difference. It's about when something changes up in our life, how about we hold this curiosity that a child has and get excited about, well, I wonder what's going to come up next, as opposed to the frequency of, yeah. oh, my God, where are we, where are we going? We're lost. Absolutely.
1: I love that. And it does always turn out, it always turns out okay. It's that, you know, the what ifs turning into even ifs. So what if you have to take a detour? Even if you do, you'll probably run into something really cool or,
0: right? It's all going to be okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's an important point that you've just said then, which is it's all going to be okay. Knowing that, it's all going to be okay because it always is. It always is. And I hear people saying when I say this, but it's not. Like my sister, one of my sisters said this to me when I said, it always works out. It always turns out okay. She says, but it doesn't. But it actually does. If you believe in eternal life, it actually does. Everything is okay. Everything turns out okay. Now for you to be saying that And you're a mother who lost her son in a tragic accident that everything turns out. Okay. It's not what you wanted or what you would have ever wished for, but has it turned out okay. It has. And you know, a really good point to that
1: is, and I heard, um, it wasn't Granger Smith. It was Toby Mack. I think, uh, he's a country artist. He lost his son and he said this and it resonated with me. And I truly believe it now. We grieve when we lose someone, especially our children, because we're in a space of I missed out on them getting married. I missed out on him having a child and me getting to hold his baby and being a grandparent to him. I missed out on his wedding. I missed out on seeing his life. Yet it's all okay because how do I know that he was going to get married, have a baby, and have a beautiful life? Right? Like, I don't know that. I mean, maybe, just maybe. I missed out on a lot of suffering. Maybe I missed out on seeing my son suffer. Maybe you know. So there's like even ifs. It's all okay, and it's all the way it's supposed to be for whatever reason. And I don't know that reason, and I don't know that I will ever know that reason. Maybe hopefully someday when I get to heaven, I can ask all of these questions. And that's my hope. But um, I don't know what his life was going to look like, and 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 what it was. And so it's all okay. It's and all, there's still joy in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. we still have joy. It is all okay, and it's all it all works out the way it's meant to. Everything is perfect, and we have to, you know, these belief systems that we we believe so stringently we hold. It's all programming. When I say it's programming, I don't mean by a malicious evil being. It's programming from society. It's programming from our culture. So the baby is not programmed, but then the baby starts to see things and as it gets older and older and older, there's programming. Every single thing we do is programming. We put shoes when we go outside to walk because it's programming. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing, but it's programming. We are wearing clothes today, talking to each other because we've been programmed to believe that it's not okay to show our breasts, whereas in some tribes, in some cultures, it's perfectly okay. It's all programming. So there's no right and there's no wrong. Everything is programming. So the more we are stuck in the programming of it has to be this way, the more suffering we're going to end up having. So mm. I want you to to um, who's listening out there to think about what belief is keeping you stuck in that it has to be this way i'll give you a hint as to how to figure it out it's the one that gives you suffering it's the same old story that keeps playing over and over and over what are the patterns what keeps showing up in your life what kind of argument keeps showing up it could be the same person that's presenting you with this catalyst where you're feeling um angry or frustrated or sad that's where you need to go to and you'll find that you are stuck to a belief that is not serving you and maybe it's time to just let that go oh that is such a good point point. and we can all think of things
1: in our life that we thought was it was supposed to be a certain way right it should be the shoulds the should on yourself right it should be a certain way because of programming or someone else thinks it should have been that way or society tells us this is right or this is wrong and what is that belief that you're holding on to that you should do that should happen, that is actually creating that angst in you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's funny that, you know, when we started this, I had three possible belief systems. You know, I have a lot, but I thought, oh, we'll cover three. I think we covered one. So I reckon this is like a whole nother topic that we could take in further on another episode in terms of the beliefs that we used to hold and how different it is now for us. And as a result, we're experiencing you know, we're both the same age and we're experiencing joy and peace in our heart like never before. We've let go of the stressful day and we are experiencing this joy and this happiness and less less suffering than ever because we are so much more flexible in the way that we think. So that was a beautiful conversation with my beautiful soul sister. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. And let's do a part two. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep an eye out for what you do. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Sending you so much love. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you loved it. And if you did, subscribe to the podcast. We would so love it if you write us a review and share it with your friends. And remember, always connect to your truest essence. And choose love. We'll see you next time.